Welcome to the Wallaway. This is Imran Nanlawala, and I'm here with a good old friend of mine, Fozi Yahya. He is a filmmaker, an editor, a creator. Fozi, how you doing? Alhamdulillah, kif halak? I'm I'm doing good. Uh, everything's great, brother. Thank you for being on the show. How's the family? No problem, man. Thanks for having me. Everything's good, man. So real quick, you put up some footage recently. It was drone footage, your 2018 drone footage. I, I have to say I was blown away. I was amazed. I was stunned by the quality, by the attention to detail. Just tell us quickly what, I think the final clip was how many minutes long? Uh, two minutes and eight seconds, the whole video. So we see a finished product, which is two minutes and eight seconds. But tell us in reality, how much time goes into making something like this? <laughs> this is a really good question. Man. A lot of people would never think to ask that or you know wonder about it. But uh, I, I think I have almost 150 gigabytes worth of drone footage that I've shot all over the place. And that's, for any creator you'll ask, is the toughest part about editing, <laughs> editing uh, the footage down to sometimes one minute. So I was lucky enough to go up to two minutes and, and keep it uh, you know, nice and, and appealing and, and keep people's attention. Alhamdulillah. But, uh, yeah, I've, I have so much footage and to, to sit down and to try to think about which one will fit, it, for me, ultimately depends on the music and the feel that I'm going for. Some of them were beautiful, but they're not a cinematic. And so they wouldn't have fit this one. Uh, this particular edit um, mm -hmm. so you know it, from a lot of these any any edit that I go through I usually choose the music first and I listen to that you know when I'm at home when I'm uh, you know hanging out working out whatever it is I'll listen to it until it's ingrained in my brain and, and obviously I have to be in love with that music because a lot of people, that's the first thing or second thing they mention is after the quality of the footage is the beautiful music and how it fits so well. Uh, and if you're not in love with that music, if it's not something that speaks, like it, it makes you, um, it messes with your emotion before you even have footage with it, then it's probably not going to do much with footage. Uh, so most of my, actually all of my work has to have or has to be complemented with the music. Most of the time I, you know, work with the music first or at least love the music first and then work with the edit that works with it. So yeah, uh, uh, once I realized that I wanted to use that music, then it was, okay, what would fit in this specific uh, change of, of pace or change of tone and, and, and how does it build up? And, and obviously uh, this one has a, a crazy build up and I didn't even use the full music. I had to cut it down to two minutes because, uh, you know, you, you don't want to go too too much with that. But, uh, you know, once I realized that it's going to start off a certain way and then you get into more epic, crazy music, then that's how I real uh, figured out that I'll start with a more basic, beautiful, quiet footage. And then once it hits that build up, I'll go into these epic, epic shots that were, first of all, harder to, to get, but also on a more powerful, uh, they fit the more powerful notes. Focus, let's focus in on that right now. What do you mean they were harder to get? Take us, because now you mentioned the music and hours and hours and gigabytes of, of footage, but 
what about the pre-planning? What about the, like, you know, the wireframing, or I don't know what you guys call it in your industry, but basically, you know, I've seen pictures of boxes and then people put what they want every shot to look like. So storyboarding, storyboarding. So talk to me about the whole process in a nutshell. How meticulous is it? And what what goes into something like this? Because I know that you pay a lot of attention to detail. Yeah, uh, for something like this, for a short film, for a narrative film that you plan out with actors or with whatever it is, you would go and do a storyboard. But for this one, for drone reel or maybe a, a director's reel or editor reel, you don't. Ha- you ba- you already know your footage, and I always go through them, especially after I shoot that footage. Uh, some of them were in Mexico, some of them, because it's so exciting. I love it. Once I bought my drone, that became my favorite toy. Every time I'm out, you don't feel like you're working, and you're uh, you're just you know thinking about how to capture that the the craziest shot that people, as soon as they see it, you know, and even it's, it'll be harder for you to capture because sometimes it might be, I don't know, illegal or um, <laughs> just really risky, right? So one of them that you see for two, three seconds was on a freeway. I don't know if you remember it. Mm-hmm, and you, mm-hmm. Is that mine or yours? Sorry. Um, the, 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 the freeway, that was... I don't know how to tell you like I was in the middle of two freeways that are you know that were high above the ground and it was really windy so if I was if the wind pushed it a little bit there was a truck that was coming by it's just exhilarating when you're capturing it Uh, but anyway getting back to your question I don't for something like this I don't storyboard it it's in my mind uh after listening to the music so much and after watching the footage and that's the thing that a lot of people won't do or won't put a lot of time into is go through your footage and really connect with it on a like you'll know exactly what you have and you'll know which shot as soon as it comes up you're like oh yeah i'm proud of this one this one is dope this one is uh different this one is uh you know will 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 fit with this tone of the music uh in fact when I started editing, I I would put so that's my pre-planning. I would put the music after listening, uh, going through all that phase. I would put it on the timeline, and then I would take these shots that I already knew that I shot, and I knew exactly where I wanted to put them. For example, that epic, um, uh, the the national park that you see, it's epic. You have the little rivers. I knew exactly where that's going to be, and that was right when the when the buildup of the music hit the the the, the peak in the beginning. So I took that one and dragged it right on there. So I knew that that was going to be there. Then I took another one that I knew was going to, uh, oh, the start of it. Uh, let me go into that one. For example, it didn't need storyboards, but I knew that the beginning of the music was quiet, but it was so twisted. Literally, mm. the, the word is twisted. And it was kind of just like this screeching buildup into that to that music. So I had the the other footage there before where you know it's just a normal shot even either either zoomed in it is uh panning in or rotating uh but it just didn't fit every time i looked at it i was like that's just not it's not introducing this properly so i don't know where i got that the idea but i thought it would because it was twisted maybe because of the little uh, feeling that i that i was feeling about it i t- i rotated the footage uh, 180 and then you know did that what you see 
and that felt perfect. And and I don't know if you noticed right in the beginning. Yeah, the beginning yes. shot. Yes, that was nice. Yeah, so it doesn't just uh, rotate; it's zoom, it's zooming out at the same time, mm. and at the same time, I have the black bars coming in. So, so then, let me ask you another question because now I can buy. You know, we can buy these drones. We can buy these different type of cameras. Our iPhones have 4K capabilities. There's, you know, these new gimbals and stabilizers, and all of these things are affordable. Mm -hmm. You see that these these quote unquote filmmakers are becoming a dime a dozen, right? And then say someone right. doesn't want to edit, you can export your footage to one of these online services and someone could do it for $5, $10, $50, $100. But in your opinion, what really sets filmmakers apart? If, I, if, if I'm looking for someone, in my opinion, like you, who I consider high level, what, what do you think in your opinion from all your years of experience really set the filmmaker, the creator apart in, in today's age? Um, man, that's a, that's a really good question. That's something that we're all in this industry to talk about all the time and, and discuss. And like you said, I have, I've known so many people that got into this industry, uh, and they, 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 they were in love with it, but they just didn't understand the amount of work that has to go into something like that. Um, let me see if I can answer all the questions properly. So the yes it's, they're a dime a dozen everybody has a, a professional camera now and and the most basic one that i still own the t2i uh that i shot so many doc, um, short films with before i still own it and i still use it till today because the more you work with um the more you're in this industry the more you have more experience you realize that it at the end of the day yes you want the the newer cameras that come out for the convenience because you know what you're looking for and you just want it to be easier but uh that doesn't come and that's that doesn't come un unless you already you already know how to um use or take advantage of the older models that do just as good um work as, as the newer ones so for example the t2i I shot an, a recent one for a recent promo for ACC, and I showed people the difference between that one and my A7S, and I, uh, be, without telling them what, which one is which. Uh, and they couldn't tell the difference. <laughs> not only that, they I was like, which one is it looks better to you? And they pointed at the T2i, and both of them were shot uh, <laughs> with the same lighting, obviously. You know, it was, it was the same setting, but it was. I still don't understand why. Maybe I just didn't color correct the the A7S properly. But that to me reminded me of why. Alhamdulillah, I I don't I've never gotten into that, um, you know, into that trend of of, of all these uh, filmmakers that are running after the newest camera and the newest features and you know the 4K. I've never had to use 4K. So when people are upgrading for 4K, I've been. I, I guess I'm one of those who actually does so many videos all the time that I, I know that I won't be needing it because first of all, I don't want to deal with all that uh, um, megabytes and, and gigabytes in my in, in my storage. And second of all, I don't see the advantages at the moment. You know, it, now I mm. like, like back then, but now it's it's getting more uh, prevalent and, and more people are using it. And you could because of the newer features that work alongside the 4k i understand why i need personally to go and uh, and use it a little more and I've, I've i started to use it a little more not that much 
for example, Peter McKinnon, who uh, is really famous on YouTube for being a, a, a filmmaker and a photographer, he shoots 1080, 120 frames a second for most of his B-roll, and then just 1080 for everything else. Never uses 4K because he's always shooting, and he's shooting so much footage that if he used, if he did 4K, it would be nuts. Uh, and and still, he's growing as a, a creator so much that people it is mind-boggling. But you know, the work is there. The the editing is there, and that's my next point. My my next point is. A lot of these creators focus on these little things, uh, the, the, the material, the tools, but when it comes to editing, they, they flop. They, they don't want to put in all that little frame-by-frame frame editing. And honestly, the more I've worked the more uh, in this industry, the more I've realized that with editing specifically, you have to zoom in, and it's such a, it's such as as soon as you realize that you have to zoom in and go through every single frame, or you know, uh, just the details, it's it's really time-consuming and really really hectic, and um, you know people know that, and and even me that I, I even though I know that, and it's it's sometimes it pushes me away and I don't want to do it, but I know that that's where the difference between a, a good editor and uh, someone that's just doing it to make a quick uh, buck, that, that's where the difference is. So, you know, you have uh, all these platforms that people can hire, uh, you know, cheap work. What sets the good um, filmmakers apart is that, first of all, you're in it for the passion, and you're, you know that it comes with a lot of, 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 of you know, <laughs> like late nights where it's just you, that computer, one light next to, to your to your monitor and you're you're so zoned in with that music you you age faster i guess like uh, <laughs> i always say that my gray hairs man i have for every project that i work on i gain a you know a bunch more it's uh, it's interesting because i uh, sorry to cut you off but i was in my last my last podcast i interviewed daru garner from nielsen and he's a senior field rep and what one thing one thing that he was saying is you really have to go above and beyond your call of duty. So if you have a job, he's saying that one one thing that he's mm-hmm. noticed in in the current generation of millennials is in his time, you know, you you worked for some years before you asked for a promotion and you gave your employer your best. And it sounds very similar to what you're saying in regards to the the, the filmmaking process and editing that you, you really have to pay attention to the minor details and you really have to spend time on it and that is what sets the the creator apart and just the second point before I let you continue is I remember how many times you you would tell me because I would tell you, okay, I want to get back into filmmaking. I used to do it in the early 2000s, and I said I want to get back into it, but I was kind of very scared by the entire process of, you know, learning about aperture again and learning about shutter yeah. speed and all these things. And you, you, I remember the the Canon example, the T2i. You, you you even showed me footage on the T2i, and then you showed me I think footage on the Sony A7S or Sony A7 whatever it is, and it was very hard yeah. to tell the difference. And I think that is one thing. You even reinforced with me like that whole paralysis by analysis. Just don't analyze too much. Just get back into the field and start doing again. Yeah. No, man, 100%. Uh, there's a guy, Freddie W., who's uh, well-known in, in, on YouTube, and they made a, a, a comparison between the, the red and I think it was a phone. It wasn't even a camera. It was the LG uh, V something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then Parker Wahlbeck did that too. And subhanAllah, man, you can't even tell the difference. That's a red. 
Um, so obviously, there uh, there is a difference. And and when you want to do more professional work, and when you actually uh, uh, enlarge that picture, the, the 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 picture, and on a cinema or, or a bigger TV, you'll start to notice the difference. But people on their phones won't be able to tell the difference. Uh, and they basically from that they wanted to prove to people that relax stop getting into this trend of new cameras and new gear go out there learn lighting learn uh, how to use those settings for your uh, t to tell your story and just make content and don't wait for that next tool um, so I've Alhamdulillah, I've never had that issue, and uh, I've had the T2i for as long as I can remember, and then I, I upgraded to A7S, and I've had that for the past three, four years now, and I've just recently bought uh, or got the A7 III, and that was strictly because autofocus was amazing, and, and because I, I've done enough uh, work where I know that um, I needed a, a more reliable, because now I'm working with bigger clients, a more reliable autofocus so I, I'm, I'm not missing as many shots so I upgraded and that's fine when you're you know you're building yourself you're growing you've done your your work you know why you're, you're upgrading you know there's a reason it's not that you're because you heard it somewhere or you read about this no uh, I would have been just fine working with the a7s but this just makes it a little easier for me to work um, so before you make so that yeah, purchase, man, all... yeah, before you make that purchase, there has to be a reason, right? Mm-hmm. A hundred percent. Yeah. So real quick, then, how often do you see aspiring filmmakers, or even maybe people who are still who have been in the industry for a while, buy things that they really don't need? All the time, man. All the time. I have, and that's the sad part is, um, I I have people who message me when they see. Uh, like a, uh, when I up upload a new project, hey, what camera did you use? And you're one of them, by the way. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I want to call you out, but a lot of people, it's it's like, what camera did you use? And I'm like, what? Like, ask me how did I, how did I choose the the music? How did I edit this together this way? And how did I? Because that's when it comes, that's what it comes down to, man. You could shoot with your phone real quick, and then. Look, there's a guy named Mish'al Al-Jasser. He's from Saudi Arabia, and he is making a, a name for himself, mashallah. I mean, he has millions of followers. His foot, his his work is, I mean, top-notch. And this guy, mashallah, he's a kid. He's actually, I think, 23, 24. Um, but mashallah, when you watch his footage, I, I download it and frame by frame it. And that's what I've done. And what you'll realize then just how... Um, how detailed he is, how specific he is with every decision that he makes for, for his edits. He, he's not, okay, he's not, he doesn't use your typical, and I still do that, unfortunately, but I am starting to come out of it. Your typical uh, a quick, you know, cut or uh, um, what's it called, a, diso a dissolve mm -hmm. from one to another, you know, when you're fading from one sure. to another. That's not his, his style. What he'll do things so weird. He'll he'll be his anim he animates the transitions to his liking all all the time. It's it's um, it's custom for that scene for that story. Can he'll you can you give me an example? Rotate. The, uh huh. Okay, so yeah, for example, he'll 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 and I did that with my very first shot in this drone reel. It's like he'll rotate into the shot and zoom in and uh, add colors to half of it. He'll mirror the 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 the, the footage to show um you know i don't know if he's if he's a lot of his work is by the way a little twisted he's mm. 
uh, he's cuckoo, but <laughs> in a good way. But he, he does send the message in a very, very powerful way. And, and that's not my style. I even watched his recent uh, video and it's he adds music to it and uh, music and all these colors. And, and he's brilliant at that. That's not my style. I'm more straightforward. Uh, his, his is really creative. And I think we should get in. Uh, we can get into this whole creativity uh, soon. But uh, his is creative. Mine is not. I don't. I don't see myself as a creative. As in, I, I create my. I'm doing this new. These new styles. I use. I study older styles and make my own. Um, I guess my own. My own version of it, or through my eyes. But I'm not. Uh, I don't know how to say. It. I, I'm not like making things that are completely original uh, nobody is but you, when you look at his work especially for Saudi or Arab uh, mashallah and something is is different and, and they're comparing him to uh, what's his name Wes Anderson or, wow um, yeah so he you know he's he's really good I'll send, I, I don't know if I've sent it to you but I'll send you some of his stuff sure sure uh, so people like that w the ones who actually make it alhamdulillah you'll, you'll notice that if you go frame by frame with the with their footage, they've put in a lot of work, and it's it, it shows. You know, one thing that I've started doing because you know you've brought this up in the past as well is what I do now is I watch a video that I like on YouTube, and I'll turn off the sound, so I can get a mm. better idea of what type of shots they're using, and then I'll look at it segment by segment. So before they cut to a different shot, I'll just look at that shot and I'll say, okay, what is it that they're doing? Is it a stationary shot? Is it a shot that's slowly yeah. like zooming in? Is it a shot that's panning to the left or right? And that also helps you realize that while it is complicated, it is also simple. It's just a lot of simple things put together in a complicated piece, right? And yep. I think that goes back to the earlier point you were making about the camera. So if someone, someone is able to be creative with their shot selection and their transitions yes. and the music selection, I think you can use footage from anything and and splice it together right obviously unless it's terrible footage but um yeah I, I agree with that point now let's focus in on a point that you brought up earlier you bought a new camera because obviously there was a need and you're dealing with bigger clients now so to our aspiring filmmakers our aspiring creatives talk to us about the process of being in in the business of making film or in the business of putting together footage what 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 were some of the important steps? What are some advices that you have to the aspiring businessmen and women out there? Just what would you tell us about this entire process? Um, so I haven't actually take I haven't taken this whole business thing seriously until I think uh, last year. Okay, mm -hmm. uh, that's when I started, and you know this too. We started talking about how to actually become. Uh, better businessmen, how to be able to to be your own boss and, and all that stuff. Before that, and I think that's what cre got me to this, is I did it for the passion. And that's why I, would, I, I used to do so much uh, free work for the local communities and, and the masajid and to build myself in the beginning. And that's what I would recommend for those getting into it is if... if, if First of all, figure out if you're passionate about it enough to sit to, to, to be working on a project until three o'clock in the morning and you don't even notice that you haven't eaten and you haven't, uh, you know, got up from your chair. Obviously, this is a bad thing. And that's why I burnt myself out. And I've had like, 
you know, I've, I've had my share of problems with uh, carpal tunnel and, and back pain, but that's how, that's, how, that's how passionate I was about it. You know, you can ask my family members, they wouldn't see me for days, I would be in my room, because uh, I used to be an animator, as you know, right. uh, and I did that for five plus years professionally in the industry, and that was a lot more sitting down, and that's why I switched the video. But anyway, see if you're, first of all, if you are so passionate that you could put that much uh, time into it, then I'll tell you, after you, you've spent maybe a year uh, make, you know, making content, editing, and, and really getting into it, and, and you're, at the same time, you love it, even though it's hard and you know it's hard. If you notice that you love it and you want to keep doing it, and, and once you start, uh, <laughs> I'll give you an example. Sure. Uh, with this drone, this drone footage, the, the reel that I did, I, I don't like to discuss my personal life, but my wife was upset with me because I did that at home, and I usually don't like to work at home anymore. I just go to my office and, and work, but I was so into it that I had, I usually go home and have my family time. But I brought my laptop and I started uh, working on it at home. And I was so into it. It was at almost, I think, 12. It was midnight. And she got upset because there you go. You're back to, you know, working and not being with the family. You're already spending so much time at work, all that stuff. But that's when I, that's how into it I was. I was so excited about finishing it. And especially when things start getting, you know, you start putting things together and, and they're starting to, to work. And, uh, you know, that first shot, I finally got it. And I was just so excited. And that's how I know that I love this stuff and I'm passionate about it. So if someone fi feels that way and they realize that they're willing to put in all that work, I say uh, start planning your future. Start taking business classes to understand just how you can run a business and how you could... Uh, you know grow with this passion my biggest mistake was spending so much so many years i think i guess 10 10 plus years uh in this creative industry working for other people and and being okay with just making ends meet uh because i was so passionate i didn't care it was the art it was the uh you know these new things that i was learning every single time all these programs man I, so many programs i can't even name them uh, but stop yourself, start planning it, write it down, write some goals, take some business classes, take some uh, people skills, uh, read some books. You know, in the past year alone, ever since I started getting into this business uh, mindset uh, or entrepreneurship, I think is that um, I've been reading so many or listening to, to audio books. I think I finished mm. maybe 12 or so. so nice. You know, the, the famous ones uh, grow. Uh, what is it called? Uh, Think and Grow Rich. Uh, how to influence people and, and, you know, the friends one, I forgot. Right, right. How to, so win, how to win friends and influence people, something like that. Yes, beautiful. And it's not just for business. I mean, it teaches you how to be, you know, a better, a better person in general. Um, so after doing that, then merge the two and start uh, every client that you have, whether it's free or not, build a relationship impress them just like what you said earlier you have to impress them because there are so many people out there with a camera and they can shoot and they can edit some simple stuff but if you give them a little extra uh, for example I shot a, a promo recently for someone and I was only supposed to give them a one-minute highlight video but I gave them that and I gave them two extra videos of some of the, the most important talks of that night 
and and they they were in love they were like thank you and it wasn't just like here's some extra footage it was beautifully shot and it was edited and there was a lot of time put into it uh and you know i don't i don't think about this too much i just it's the passion that kicks in and uh and i planned it out too like i planned out that i will shoot and if i have time i'll give it to them and i did have a little bit of time so i put it together and i sent it to them and and that those little things will 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 help and alhamdulillah they've already contacted me again and there's another uh event going uh coming up and just learn how to work with clients uh and and build it from there and and you know start asking for a little bit of money start uh, start low and then and, and ask for a little more and inshallah you know you'll learn as you go and you'll learn what's right and what's wrong and and also one other thing i want to add is don't take if if you sense that people are going to give you a, a hard time let it go focus on the bigger projects or the uh, the people who respect you and, and are willing to work even work with you and they understand even though they can't afford it at least they're attempting and and they're trying and maybe the the first time you do it it's this price and then the, the next time they're okay with paying a little extra it's like they take advantage of you so those people walk away from it build yourself with with other projects so, so let's recap what you mentioned so far before this passion um in, like knowledge so you have to continuously study not only your own craft but now you gave a perfect example of learning how to manage relationships learning about influencing people learning about better business practices but obviously that plus the passion plus giving the extra effort because you gave people now footage more than what they required so these things go a long way in in, in getting a client and one thing that the wallaway is about is about entrepreneurship creativity leadership but another aspect of the wallaway is team building so what could you say about what you know and this is not uh, you know just to be clear this is not a faith-based program but in general what would you say about learning from your experiences on building a team knowing how you can work with someone because you gave a great example now about people trying to lowball you and the best thing to do is just to avoid them right it's not worth the headache yeah. but in regards to now partnering up with people working with others what have you learned over the years in regards to who fits and who doesn't? Sorry, uh, I didn't. I didn't get that last. So you're talking about how to choose your customers? No, no, clients, uh, partners, p uh, potential partners, potential people to work with. Now maybe you need someone to help you film. Maybe you need someone to help you edit. Y maybe you need. Oh. Some, how do you decide who are the right people to kind of join the team, even if it's not officially in your company? But how do you figure out what? How you build a, a strong network and who are the most reliable people yeah. and who to work with? Yeah, uh, I think that one is first of all you have to you have to give them a chance. Obviously, every single person you give them a chance uh, with one project, and then you just observe. I, I'm someone who's constantly observing people, and if I see there's a certain um, way that they're talking or a certain way that they're acting or, or being lazy about something or they're not being you know making in, you know. Uh, doing things on their own the, to try to help you or to try to help you grow and then uh, to make the footage better or whatever it is then you'll, you'll know beforehand I don't think anybody should go into any um, sp uh, like big relation partnerships with someone unless they've worked with them on smaller projects and and for as long as possible before getting into a bigger partnership uh, me and you have you know have talked about this before and when 
when things get tough or when when certain situations or issues arise you'll start to learn about that person a little more yeah a little uh, more genuinely and things will, will come up and that's when you'll realize if you'll be able to work with them or not mm. and uh, for me I still work alone for the most part. I do hire uh, other videographers if I need a second hand, uh, a second uh, B camera or whatever it is, or someone to edit. But mostly for the more creative edit um, edits, I do it myself because I just haven't found someone who can do it like that. Um, and honestly, if someone can do it with the passion and, and the detail that I can, it's probably going to be way too expensive for me to, to hire them. Mm. So I'm, I'm at that point where I'm still doing all of that and I'm fine with it because I'm still learning. And uh, going back to that learning and knowledge, subhanAllah, recently I was watching more trendy videos and I realized that I haven't done those yet, like the newer ones. I've, I'm still in that older uh, style. Um, editing and, and and which is a little more cinematic but now it's these faster cuts and i wanted to do that with the drone footage but i couldn't because it just didn't fit the music and it didn't fit my style for that one mm. but i do have another video that i made actually of my daughter uh that i'm not sharing with the public um and i've, I've i'm basically uh, studying those tre uh, trendy tre you know transitions and editing moves with that one um and that's that's nice um but as far as partnership, man, it's difficult. My my dad and, and his brothers are at each other's throats because of business partnerships. Mm. I know other folks. We I mean, we all know of friends, good friends, good brother, you know, even brothers or sisters, whatever. You get into a business relationship and things fall apart quickly because subhanAllah, shaitan gets in between and then money gets in, involved. And so... For me, I, I'm still trying to figure it out, but the best thing has been to just do it on my own and to keep as many relationships as, as I can clean and, and healthy without jeopardizing them, uh, you know, because of money or partnerships. So I, I work from a freelance basis, uh, hiring people to help me out real quick, uh, just to shoot, and then that's it for no, now. Nothing too intimate. No, nothing too intimate at the moment, especially uh, I think other videographers, I think with other creatives that are graphic designers or uh, web developer, web designers, web developers, uh, I am starting to, to talk to people and, and trying to make partnerships. And that one is, is kind of, I've, I've, uh, I've worked with those folks before and it, and it was smooth. And I think it's a lot easier when, when they have their own thing to focus on and I have my own, uh, you know, thing ex expertise that i'm focusing on so i it's not there's not there's not a clash with that one so so then let's just wrap it up real quick um we talked about leadership we talked about entrepreneurship creativity passion teamwork if people want to learn more about you they want to see your work they want to maybe hire your services where can they go to find out more information um uh, so i have a website uh, foziyahya.com f as in frank a w z i y a h y a dot com. So first name last name dot com. That's where you'll see all. I try to keep it updated as much as possible. That's where you see all my work, um, and it's going to be in categories for videos, and then you'll see the photography. I'm more an animation, but I'm more focused on video these days. 
I, you know, if you Google my name, alhamdulillah, because of my name is, is unique and different, it's, it's the first thing that pops up, especially if you add video next to it. Mm. And, um, or if you go to YouTube, you know, you, my name, you'll see, you'll see my, my, uh, my YouTube channel will pop up. So really easy as long as you just search my name. Okay, and last last minute that we have, final advice to the creators, filmmakers, filmographers. What is it? Uh, so basically, I'm just going to summarize everything I said. But yeah, uh, make sure you're in it for the passion. Uh, and once you realize that you are passionate about it and you actually love this craft and you're willing to put in all the time, study business and study ways to make it to, to make money to, to have passive income come from it if you have a, a full-time job until you're able to be on your feet and you open your own business and then from there uh, just be a genuinely good person to not only your clients but your uh, you know the relationships that you make with other filmmakers and videographers in the community and you know, the thing is, what I also realize is you and I have zero control on, like, any of the, the things that happen. Mm. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will put you in those situations based on uh, what he sees fit, obviously based on your actions and your intentions and what you've done before. So be, you know, have good intentions, do things. And I've, uh, I, I, I'll admit, sometimes I... I become defensive or I feel like I'm about to be taken or people are taking advantage of me and I start to um, I don't know do things that I normally wouldn't do and I, I it's it's I hate it and that's why I end up just doing things on my own but just trust Allah do be good do things good uh, even if people try to screw you over and, and, and at the end of the day you'll be fine uh, focus on making the craft better keep up with the trends uh, follow the folks that are uh, doing well and see what they're doing new what they're what new things they're doing and try to learn it as they're you know coming out with it do your own you know make a a different make your own style uh and just create you know go out there and create good content with a purpose so alhamdulillah that's that's my advice well, there you got it while away listeners one of the best that i've met uh who i've interacted with on a personal basis he's a friend a, fo a former colleague a great guy all around, great family man, great creator. You can check out his 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 greatest hits on FauziYahya.com. You can YouTube it and it'll also come up. Fozi, my brother, thank you so much. Thanks for having me, man. And inshallah, we'll, we can see you back in the video production realm soon. <laughs> thank you, Good brother. Job. Look forward to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>